What is up, guys? Welcome to Culture Ambition. I am your host, Felipe. This is episode number four. Last episode, I talked about business. Business, 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 money, money, money. So there's a topic that I want to touch on a while ago, but I thought that now was an appropriate time. So if you're looking to start a business, maybe you need some direction, maybe your business might be in a slump, you might think I'm delusional after listening to the last episode, whatever it may be, go check it out, see what you think, might be some help in some way, might give you a better perspective on what you should be doing or can do to have a more successful business. Now, today I want to talk about competition, victim mentalities, operating at a high level, and why you should have a coach in life and in the gym and in business and why no one should not have one. So let's get right into it, shall we? First topic, I'm going to talk about competition and victim mentalities. Yeah, this is going to be a hot one. And um, I'm sorry if your feelings get hurt, but I don't give a fuck. So anyways, competition, it's good for you. You need it. In order to survive, you need competition. Nature, life, survival of the fittest. Literally what it comes down to, okay? But over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, 20 years, probably 15, 10, uh, we fell into this trap of victim mentalities. We, as a generation, I'm including myself in this because I am part of this generation that grew up in an era where it was okay to be bullied. It was okay for your parents to spank you if you deserved it because that taught you right from wrong. Era where you didn't have iPads, you didn't have cell phones. It was a different time. And because of this, I feel that I grew better as a person, I grew better as an adult, and I have values that I should put on my child. And a lot of us did the opposite. A lot of us because we were bullied, a lot of us because we felt that we didn't have certain things, feel the need that now we have to give it to our children and not take accountability for it. And so it's the mindset of everybody has to feel good. Everybody has opinions and your opinions should be heard and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We created a bunch of (sighs) pussies. That is what it is. Okay. If your child is listening to this, by the way, you're a horrible parent. It says explicit language, so it's your fault. So we create a bunch of pussies, a bunch of pansies, because now we see a lot of this this culture where you can't say something like you're fat or you can't say something like it's a midget. You can't say something like you're retarded because it's offensive because you're calling it what it is. And I'm sorry, but we had to do a better job of this. Okay. Competition is not a bad thing. Like I said, it's a good thing. You should always be competing in everything that you do, whether it's in business, whether it's in the gym, whether it's in your career, whether it's in school, you should always be competing to be better and not just better for yourself, but better than everyone else, because that's how winners are made. And a lot of people don't understand this because they feel that 
competition brings out uh, an aspect of sportsmanship where people don't like certain things. Certain people get offended by shit talking, by not being able to accomplish more. If you're not able to accomplish more, then you have to work fucking harder. And that's why people don't like it, because it exposes you to do more things that you suck at and that you should be working on. And so this victim mentality that we have that we should have plus size models is wrong because the whole purpose of a model is for you to be able to look at them and aspire to be them. I don't want to look at somebody that looks like me. If that was the case, then I was just taking a picture with the damn outfit that I wanted and realized that I wasn't going to look like that. Then that's horrible marketing. You're not going to buy that. So when people say, well, it's because they should be more inclusive to what everybody looks like. No, the whole point of it is for you to look nice. If I look at my car and I drive a shit box and I look at a Ferrari and it looks really nice, I'm not going to say, well, Ferrari should make a car that looks more like mine because that way I would buy it. No, the reason why you look at the Ferrari is because it's nice to look at. You want to buy that. You want to aspire to be that. It's the same thing. Stop being a victim of yourself. You're not helping anybody. You're hurting everybody else around you. Take responsibility for the things that you need to take responsibility for and instill those values into your children. It's harsh and it sounds like somebody should have told you this a long time ago, but it is what it is. I hate having to deal with these types of people because everything is sensitive now and we can't have we can't have fun we can't do things because your feelings are hurt and so because of this competition has fell through there's a uh, I'll touch on this topic the Super Bowl I saw a lot of people comment about Travis and the way he approached his coach yelling at him and all this stuff I saw a lot of people say, oh, my God, if this is how he's talking to his coach, can you imagine how he's talking to Taylor when he gets upset or he probably loses his shit and like all this stuff, right? And in my head, I'm thinking, no, I've I've done that before. I've, I've competed at a at high levels. I've I've yelled at teammates. I've yelled at my coach. I've. I've lost my shit doing those things because in that point in competition, you can't be a victim of things. You are at a point where you've worked really fucking hard to get to that point. And unless you've poured your soul, mind and body to it, you understand what was happening. And so if you don't understand and you got offended by it, then you're a victim. And that's the reason why you're not where you want to be in life. So stop being a victim. Stop blaming things on other people and take responsibility for yourself. That's what I want to touch on the topic. Now, when you stop being a victim, then you have to operate at a high level. That's what I want to talk about next. You see that transition? So operating at a high level is something that's talked about, but I don't think people understand it. 
Operating at a high level means that you create habits that are going to build upon your life and that these habits are going to create a better lifestyle for yourself. And they're going to be hard habits to follow, but it doesn't mean that they're always going to be hard. It just means that the more you stay consistent with them, the easier they become. And so when they become second nature, you're able to add on more things to those habits. And then you add on more things to those habits. And then you add on more. And then you're operating at a higher level, higher capacity. It also means that your senses are in a way heightened. So you're more aware of the situations around you. You're more aware of the conversations you're having. And you're more aware of the time that you are spending or investing on the things around you. If you are not operating at a high level, then you waste a lot of time. You let laziness decide what you're going to operate at for that day. And you let your feelings come in between making decisions for your business, for your life, for your career, for your family. And that is bad because the moment that these things take over your mindset is a moment when you start feeling like you're failing at life. And understand that failure is not a bad thing. You have to fail in order to succeed. That's that's just nature. That's just life. Okay. Your first time doing something is always going to suck. That's, that's what it is. But eventually you'll come around and then eventually you're going to suck a little bit more and then eventually you're going to get better. And then so it goes back and forth, back and forth. But you have to learn the lessons come between those, right? But if you let your laziness take over, you're not going to accomplish things. You're going to end up procrastinating. And so then you're not going to work that you need to get done. And you fall behind. And then you get emotional. And you let your emotions dictate the decisions that you are making for yourself and everybody else around you. And when you let your emotions take advantage of the choices you are making, you make bad choices. There's this movie called 21, I believe. Uh, it's about uh, this kid who's like super smart and he's at MIT. And so he finds one of his professors, they count cards, they play blackjack and they count cards. And so he learns how to count cards and every weekend they go to Vegas and they make a lot of money. And so one of the things that the professor tells him is you never let your emotions take over you are always in control because the moment your emotions take over that's when you lose so there's a point in the movie the cringy point in the movie where the kid loses and there was a lot of things happening around him things were going his way back home he lost friendships and so he started getting emotional and guess what happens he loses like a hundred grand in one night and you're like holy shit and so it's the same thing that applies in life. When you let your emotions take over, you make stupid choices, and you don't, you're not thinking straight. So to operate at a high level, you have to keep emotions aside, laziness aside, and have a clear vision of what you want to accomplish, and, think, and just being able to look at your competition and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I have to be better than this. And you have to have pit stops and milestones where you want to hit and every single milestone should be a goal but they're called milestones because you're ne you're never supposed to get to your goal you're always supposed to be wanting more because that's how you level up so if you reach your goal then you're not done you have to do more so it should be considered a milestone okay so 
That's what it means, or that's what I mean when I talk about operating at a high level. Operating at a high level means you're consistent and disciplined with the habits that you are building in order to create more of what you want to create and be successful in the things that you want to be successful in. So that's topic number two. Now, topic number three that I want to talk about was why you should have a coach, why everybody should have a coach. So this is a very fun topic for me to talk about because I am a coach. I own a gym. I also have a marketing company and I basically coach people through their marketing, help them establish things and whatnot. So being a coach, having a coach, let me explain the two differences so you see both perspectives. Being a coach means that you're helping somebody achieve their goals, whatever they may be. You help them establish a plan. You help them follow through that plan. And every time they hit a milestone, then we create a new milestone, redirect the plan, redirect the prescription that you have been given, and then we go again, and then we go again, and then we go again and again and again and again. And it's a vicious cycle that we continue to do in order to reshape our reality to make successful people. Being coached, you are a client. You are given a prescription, you are given a plan, you are given the tools that you need in order to succeed. But as much as these tools are given to you and everything is at the disposal of your hands, you have to use the tools in order to build the reality that you want to build. That's a fact. Simple. That is the simplest terms that I can give it to you. And so a lot of times, and I'm going to use the gym as an example because I think this is the best, the best one that we can all relate to, okay? A lot of times people will say, well, I can join Planet Fitness and I'll lose some pounds, I'll lose 10 pounds, this is typical, I'll lose 10 pounds and I'll get to my goal and in a month or two, I'm going to be super like look good and I'm going to go to the beach this summer, so I have to look good for that and so once I get there, I should be fine and then, and then that's it. Okay, well... You obviously have done this a million times, so why should you need a coach, right? Yeah, Michael Jordan didn't have a coach. Messi doesn't have a coach. Tiger didn't have a coach. McGregor didn't have a coach. Yeah, all these people had fucking coaches for a reason, okay? The reason why you have coaches is because you need somebody to push your ass around when you don't want to do things and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So understand that when you go into somewhere that you've where you've never done something before, unless you're a person that actually takes initiative, does the research and is willing to fail, which is a very small portion of the population then everyone else, you should have a coach. I have a coach, okay? So it's it's hard for me to understand how sometimes people 
don't see that because they think that they know better. So because of this, they think that whatever they're going to pay for that coaching service is ridiculous. I'll give you an example. Andrew Frisella talks about this. One of his podcasts, I think it was like three or four podcasts ago. Anyways, talked about it and it was an audio exclusive. I think that's what the title was of the podcast. If you want to go listen to it. But he talks about the cake, baking the cake, right? So in this analogy, I'm going to try to do my best to interpret it for you. I might butcher it, but bear with me here. So he talks about you are giving the recipe to the best, like, fucking cake in the world. Like, this cake has won a million awards and it's the best, right? And so you've been giving the recipe to build this cake, to make this cake and build it to perfection. Everything is set for you. You are giving the tools to do so. You don't need to do anything else. Just follow the fucking instructions. That's it. But this is what happens, right? The cake asks for half a cup of baking powder. But you say, ah, that sounds good, but I want a little bit more. I want to I want to make it a little bit like puffier, right? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want to make it a little bit puffier. And so you add one you add one cup, right? This is a big cake, by the way. That's why it's half a cup. Uh <laughs> Like I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've never baked the cake. So <clears throat> this is why I follow the instructions. So you add one cup, right? And then it says, put this type of frosting on the cake. And you're like, okay, well, that frosting looks good. But what if I add like this other frosting to make it like swirly or whatever? So you add a different frosting. And then it tells you, bake it for two hours at, I don't know, 500 degrees. And you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to wait two hours for this cake because I just, I'm so excited that I want to eat it now. So what if I turn it to 800 and then cook it for an hour and 15? Like, that will be faster and I'll have the cake. And you start messing with the fucking recipe, right? And then you open the, the oven And you bring your cake out and it's a piece of shit and it tastes gross. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like this didn't work. Like the the recipe didn't work. Like this is bullshit. This is not what I paid for. Yeah, motherfucker, because you didn't follow the instructions. It's the same thing in life. Okay. You need a coach because they're going to keep you consistent and they're going to give you the recipes that you need in order to be successful. But if you are not successful and you are not where you want to be, there is no reason None whatsoever why you should change anything that they are telling you to do because you haven't done it before. You see what I'm saying? So I love it when I have new new prospects, right? And it's their first week and they're they're going through their training and they get a meal plan, they get their training. Two days later, they come in. Hey, um, so my, my friend told me that uh, if I do this, this, and this, uh, it might be better for me. I'm like, oh shit! How long has your uh, how long has your friend been 
training people for? Oh no, they've never trained anybody before. Oh, okay, so how, what, did, did they have a science a science degree in exercise or? No, no, they just they read on it and they they think that 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 might be better. It's like, oh okay. Well, tough shit, huh? It's like me going to the doctor and then saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't want that. I don't want this prescription. Give me, give me this one because that's what Facebook told me was no." Okay, stop doing those things. You are not an expert. You are where you are because of that fucking reason. Okay, so you need a coach in life and everything else, and you don't have to necessarily always pay for it. But by a coach, I mean you should always have somebody that you listen to or is an expert on it, but is actually an expert on it and has built shit from it. Not somebody that read online for 30 minutes and came to a conclusion about the topic because that's where people are misleading. This is where we have a problem right now in our society. Everybody is an expert but have built nothing, okay? I see kids online that say, oh, you have to go through the hard times. You have to do all these things in order to be successful. And it's these fitness influencers. And then you look at the kid and he's a fucking 17-year-old, 18-year-old that hasn't done shit in life. You're a fucking kid. You don't know shit. But then you have people like, oh, he said it, so that must be true. No, no. And Andy Frisella talks a lot about this, Bedros, all these people that have massive businesses that talk about it. And I'm telling you, because I haven't built these massive businesses yet. I'm working on it right now, you know, but I'm building them. I know the shit, the in and out right now. Okay. So when I tell you, you need a coach for everything, you should always take that into consideration. I should look to somebody that has experience on it and then use them as a mentor to what I'm trying to do in life. Okay. So when you go to the gym, don't go and just do a YouTube video workout that you saw. Don't go to a, I don't know, to start a business and then just read a couple of blogs online and think that, you know, make sure you do your research. Look at the things that these people have built and then go from there and then use them as mentors. Find people that are resourceful that are going to help you build things. You need a coach in life because you are not going to do the things you want to do and you are not going to accomplish the things you want to accomplish if you don't have somebody to guide you in some way or shape or form. Okay. Perfect example I can give you. I became a father recently. Tell you what, that kid didn't come with fucking instructions, my dude. But guess what? I have a wonderful mother-in-law and a wonderful mother that had several children and both know a whole shit ton of things that helped my wife and I navigate the situation. Those are our coaches, okay? I like to do competitions in CrossFit. I have a coach. I have businesses. I listen to people that have done shit to mentor myself to do these things. I have a coach. Okay? So, get a coach. Be able to leave your ego behind because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and listen to someone else that knows what they're talking about. Stop listening to your friends. Stop listening to the other people around you because unless they have done it, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So that is my closing 
topic <clears throat> that I want to talk about. Now, before I leave, I did want to leave you with a nugget. Um, fitness. I love fitness. It's something that I feel that everybody should do and everybody has to do because it helps you not only operate at a high level, we talked about this, but it also helps you have a clear mindset of what you want to do in life and it gives you a better perspective on your goals. The more things that you do that are hard for you, the more that you are going to understand that if you work hard enough, you're going to be able to accomplish anything you say you mind to. And so <clears throat> I feel like men right now is uh, something that we're lacking in because there's a very fine line being walked between what a man is, what a woman is, all these societal society concepts that we have bubbling up and are going to end up exploding in our faces. And it's neither here nor there. I'm not here to talk about politics. But what I do want to talk about is that your health should always be number one priority in your life. Okay, I'm a father now. I want to be as healthy as possible in order to provide my daughter with my time, my money, and just invest myself in whatever she wants to do that I'm able to do it with her. Okay, whether she wants to play sports, whether she wants to go run 10 miles later on, whatever it may be. As she grows older, I want to be able to be there for her every step of the way, whatever she wants to do. And I can't do that if I'm not physically active and I'm not doing my part to keep myself healthy because then I'm not going to be there. So as a parent and as a father, I ask of you to always put yourself first. I ask of you to always put that part first because if you don't put that part first, everything else is shit. Okay, I know a lot of people that have health issues that are 31 years old, that are my age, and shouldn't be having these health issues. They're morbidly obese, they have diabetes, they're falling asleep as I'm having a conversation with them, and they are a living, ticking time bomb. That is ridiculous. We shouldn't be at this point in time looking like that. You have to understand that what you do right now is what's going to happen to you in the future. If you don't work on yourself right now, the future, it's going to look like a lot of fucking visits to the doctor. I don't want that. I'm pretty sure you don't want that either. I'm pretty sure that your dream is to maybe retire early, maybe retire someday or keep on building businesses or whatever it may be, right? Do something. But when you're in your late years of like 80, 90 to be able to do whatever the fuck you want and not have to go to the doctor every other day to get medications, to get blood work, to get all these other things that come with the consequences of not taking care of your health. So I'm talking about this because March 3rd, uh, our gym is going to start. It's called the Men's Club. And I got this idea from Jason Kalipa. Because he started one in in Northern California for his in his community, and I think I think somebody should take the lead on that, and I want to take the lead on it. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you're a male. <clears throat> it's a men's club. What we're gonna do is very simple. We're gonna meet at the Coronado High School track, 8 a.m. March 3rd. That's the first one, and so the goal is to include more men into doing more hard things and to be able to familiarize themselves with a community that wants to be more, do more, and be great and have values that they can instill to their families. It's completely free. You need no prior experience for this. 
All you got to do is just show up. Walk you through the workout. <clears throat> We're all going to work out together. Have a good time. Shoot the shit. And then just keep on doing that. Okay, I feel that right now there's a huge division between our society and everything else happening around the world. And I think that in order for us to succeed as a country, as a community, we need to come together in different ways. And I think that fitness is one of the ways that you can find more familiar familiarity with the people around you. Because at the end of the day, when you're suffering next to that person, you understand the pain, you understand the suffering, <clears throat> and you become closer. There's a there's a bond that is created through that. I've met a lot of great people through my fitness journey, and I've made a lot of really good friends through it. And I still talk to a lot of these people. They're still really good friends of mine. And I'm very thankful for those friendships because they have helped me elevate myself to the next level every single time because they all have the same mindset of being better and doing better in life. So that's my closing statement for you guys. If you're a male, you're listening to this, you want to get started on your fitness journey, you're scared to go to the gym, you're intimidated, or you're just looking to you're just looking to bond with some people because you feel lonely, come out. Join us March 3rd. It's a Sunday, 8 a.m. You got nothing else to do. Okay? It's 8 a.m. You got nothing else to do at 8 a.m. You might want to sleep in, but what do we talk about? You gotta be competitive, you gotta stop being a victim, you gotta operate at a high level. And you need a coach. So guess what? We got you covered, bud. So March 3rd, come out, 8 a.m. Let's have a good time. And hopefully soon, uh, we'll start a women's one with one of our other coaches. But for right now, I want to do one man because I'm a man. So anyways, um, that is my closing statement, guys. I hope you had uh, a good time with this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, in some way it helped you. Uh, open your mindset to some things and I hope you enjoyed it. So have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.